Welcome to your Calm Parenting Toolbox, the podcast for parents who want to get the most out of their kids and themselves. Here's your host, parenting coach, Heather Lindsay. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Calm Parenting Toolbox. My name is Heather Lindsay and I'm here to bring you another one of my favourite topics around parenting, motherhood and being a calm mum and that is parenting plans. I was introduced to the idea of creating a parenting plan when I split with my ex In a nutshell, the idea in a co-parenting relationship between two households is to create a plan for both parents to work on, which enable consistency between the two households, which we all know is beneficial for the growth and development of our children. I never ended up creating one with my ex because of the way things happened through the separation and throughout the years since. You know, we've discussed it at times and we sit in the same position on the big decisions. We just haven't gotten down into the nitty gritty day to day stuff. But when I was first introduced to the idea, I could certainly understand why you would want to create one and of course the benefits of it for both parents and children. So at the same time, I was also thinking about how creating a parenting plan for myself as a single mum would be incredibly beneficial. It wasn't about making two households consistent, but what it was was about helping myself be consistent within myself and to think about things before they happened and to come up with a plan on how to manage them. In last week's episode, I chatted about motherhood values, which are the characteristics of the ideal type of mum that you want to be, and these really form the basis of any parenting plan. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, then please go and download it and see how to create your own motherhood values and explore what mine are and how I use them on a day-to-day basis. Now, I wanted to quickly say here that while I talk about motherhood values, there is no reason that the same exercise and the same theory cannot be applied to fathers. Here at Blissed Out Mums, I support the experience of mothers because that's what I'm interested in, what I research, and of course, what I can relate to. But this does not discount the role that fathers play in a child's life, as fathers are incredibly important to the growth and development of children. When I talk about motherhood values, we can also talk about fatherhood values. A father can use the same process described in my previous episode to create his own fatherhood values, the characteristics of the ideal type of father he'd like to be. So if there is a dad listening to this episode, please know that all of this can be tailored to you as well. Okay, let's get on with parenting plans. Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of America, once said that if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. Now, this quote goes around social media all the time, and it certainly floats around the coaching circles. And the first big planning thing that we're introduced to as mums is, of course, our birth plan. 
you know, we're encouraged to make one to communicate our wishes to those who are supporting us during the birth, both professionals, our partner, family or friends. You know, it helps us get clear on different options and think about things ahead of time so that when we're in the moment, we know what we want to be doing and it helps guide us in times of high stress. It's really normal to create a birth plan and it's not something that anyone would even bat an eyelid about the importance of. It can be simple, it can be complex, it's totally up to the mother giving birth. But what happens after? What about parenting? This is when a parenting plan comes into play. It looks at everything that happens after birth and again it can be complex or simple. The different things it can look at are endless and highly dependent upon the age of our child or children. In that first year after birth, it could look at things such as the way we are choosing to feed our child, sleeping arrangements, who's going to take time off work to care for the baby, activities that we might take our child to, daycare options, playgroups, when we want to start solids, toys we want to choose to foster a particular developmental skill, and so on. As our child grows up, it can get even more complex, looking at friendships to foster, screen time, school choices, family rules, who's going to be responsible for different parts of the child's care, behaviour strategies, family beliefs and values, and so on. As mums, there is a well-known phenomenon of the mental workload of motherhood, and these are all the things that a mum is thinking about at any one given point in time, or has on her seemingly endless to-do list. Now, you might be listening to this episode and thinking, yep, Heather, I've thought all about that stuff, and even more you haven't listed. And I'm sure that you have. I know that my brain as a mum of three is constantly ticking over things. But my question to you is, have you written it down and planned it all out? Are these things that you're just thinking of, perhaps you've read an article, you've listened to a podcast or watched a video, but you haven't actually taken any action on? Parenting plans take everything that you're thinking about out of your head onto paper and provide you with actionable steps. The way I look at parenting plans is that you need an overall family one and then one individual one for each of your children. And that is simply because the needs of our children vary depending upon their personality, their development and any influencing factors that may impact their growth and development. For example, physical conditions, being on the autism spectrum, having ADD or ADHD, etc. Now on my website I have a free ebook and a parenting plan template that you can go and download. So pop over to www.blissedoutmums.com.au and look at the parenting resources section from the menu. So after you listen to this episode, pop over, download it and work through it. And as always, if you'd like to chat about it, then get in contact with me. Now this podcast is all about calm parenting. So how do parenting plans link in with that? Well, in order to be calm with your children, you need to know how you are going to respond to their behavior. And this is why in previous episodes, I'm sure you've heard me talk about my five C's 
gentle discipline framework. When we have a plan or a framework, it helps us stop reacting to our child's behavior, which often leads to us yelling and instead helps us consciously act like the type of parent that we want to be. When we plan the type of mum that we want to be by looking at our motherhood values and combining that with a framework such as the five C's on how we want to respond to our child's behaviour, then this is called creating a parenting plan. Now, creating this parenting plan and having it written down simply gets everything that we know we want to be doing so that we can respond calmly to our children out of our head and into something we can look at, refer to on those stressful days when we don't know how to do and at the end of the day, reflect back on and be able to say to ourselves, okay, well, I acted this way here but I really wanted to be doing it this way. So next time I'm going to do this. And this is how we learn from our behavior and always move towards being that type of mum that we want to be. The two types of parenting plans are, of course, the family-focused and the child-focused. So I want to have a quick look at what things you can include in each of the two plans. So with the family-focused parenting plan, I encourage you to think big picture. So look at things such as your family values and the overall lessons you want to be teaching your children. You know, think about those motherhood values and how they influence how you want to be with your children. Have a think about what the family rules are and the ones that apply to everybody, not just the children. Think about how you want to be teaching and guiding your children and what role the parents, step-parents, grandparents or anyone else influential may have on your family. Think about the activities you might do together as a family or want to be doing together as a family. How are you all going to be working together? What different responsibilities will each individual family member have and how do you all support each other? A family-focused parenting plan focuses on the whole. In comparison, of course, the child-focused parenting plan looks at the individual needs of your child. So in this plan, you want to be thinking about their stage of development and what they are needing to be doing and how you need to be supporting them. The needs of a three-year-old are certainly different to a nine-year-old. So think about things such as what life skills you are trying to support or encourage and how you will be doing that. You know, what physical needs do they have? Uh, young kids might still need to be fed. Uh, you might be going through toilet training. You might be into puberty. You might have injuries, physical disabilities, etc. How are you going to be supporting their social development? What friendships do you want to encourage? You know, what are your child's emotional needs? How dependent upon you are they for helping them navigate their own emotional world? You know, think about how you're going to teach skills such as emotional intelligence, regulation, uh, empathy, compassion, understanding. 
Now, what type of relationship do you want to have with your child? How are you going to make sure you have one-on-one time with them? And of course, always remembering that it's quality over quantity. Also, this is when you want to be looking at behavior. What behavior needs does your child have? Are they a toddler going through the tantrum stage or a preteen who is navigating that really rough time of becoming more independent but yet still quite highly dependent? How are you going to be responding to these behavior problems so that you can help teach them how they should be acting, how they can manage the emotions that are coming up and how you can all take steps so that they don't happen again in the future and more and more. Parenting plans can be seemingly endless and with so many things to think about, it can look quite overwhelming and just be another task that you feel you have to get done but never seem to have the time to do. This is why I would recommend just starting with one. Think about one thing that you want to address with a parenting plan. So if you're having a particular behavior problem with one of your children that's stressing you out more than anything else, then just look at that first. Plan it out, work on the plan, take action, reevaluate it and change as necessary and then move on to the next thing. Now, I've mentioned a couple of times about how uh, we put our parenting plan down on paper, but where do you actually do that? So, of course, you can pop over to my website and download that template, which I would highly recommend you doing, or you can simply just grab a piece of paper and write some ideas down. If you've got a journal, which I hope you do because they are totally awesome, then write it down in there. Just like with our birth plans, there's a first version and there's a revision and version two, three, four and so on until we're happy. The same thing happens with parenting plans. You might write it all down and then after thinking about it, decide to change it. That's totally okay. This is all about making a plan that works for you your family and the needs of your children, not anybody else's. And if you live in a two-parent household, I would strongly encourage you to share the plan that you come up with with your partner or husband. This is whether it's a family-focused plan or a child-focused plan. Just like how I mentioned that I was introduced to parenting plans for co-parenting households, a parenting plan in a two-parent household ensures that both parents are on the same page. And when both parents are on the same page, it increases consistency. It stops the mum said this or dad said this. It stops kids playing two parents off of each other. It stops mixed messages and makes life a lot easier and more enjoyable for everybody. Creating a parenting plan may seem like a boring activity, but it will be an invaluable tool for you to be the type of mum that you want to be and to be a calmer parent. As the needs of your children change, as your family changes, the parenting plan should be reviewed regularly. It's not a one-off activity, which is why starting simple and building from there is a wonderful strategy. 
Now, Benjamin Franklin and his quote from the beginning of this episode talked about failing. And I just want to say that you can never really fail at being a mum. There is no such thing as a perfect parent and we all make mistakes. We do or say things that we might later regret and may even feel guilty for. Creating a parenting plan makes life easier, but it will never make us perfect and we should never strive for perfect either. When we have a plan, we can do the best that we can with the tools and the resources that we have. Then we are more likely to feel as if we're succeeding and be happier with the type of mum that we are with our family. And when we're happy, we have enough inside in reserves to flow over and look after our kids to the best of our ability. Now, as with everything I discuss here on this podcast, remember that you can get in contact with me through my website or, of course, through social media. Just go and search Blissed Out Mums on either Facebook or Instagram. You can email me directly at heather at blissedoutmums.com.au. I really do love hearing from listeners, including suggestions for future episodes. And I do reply to every email that I get, so please don't be shy. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you have accessed it. Please share it through your mum networks as you never know who might be struggling and need to hear it. The next two episodes will look at topics that also feed into parenting plans and that is how to create family rules and family meetings. And by the end of these episodes, including last week's one on motherhood values, I know that you'll see how they all work together and support each other and support calm parenting. So thanks for listening to this episode and this quick introduction to creating a parenting plan. I look forward to speaking with you in next week's episode. Happy parenting and bye for now.